0: Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Already Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash RD friends. That's pros.com slash already friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Pros.com slash RD friends.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. And today's topic will be how to win at social media. And this is going to be a part one. There will be a part two. We'll get into that later. But first, you guys have been telling us that you love when we catch up. So we're going to catch up. Kara, what have you been up to?
2: Yes. For me, I've been all over. Right now, I'm on a shoot in the Pacific Northwest. So again, working with Visit the USA and Beautiful Destinations. I'm on day six right now. So we're catching me like at the end of the shoot almost. We've got three more days and then I'll fly home and then head somewhere else. But right now, yes, we're in Washington, Oregon. We just shot in Seattle, which I've never been to this part of the country, which is so cool. Seattle was awesome. The weather worked out great for us. We did a whole day downtown, went to Bainbridge Island, which you like take the ferry out. It's 30 minutes outside of Seattle. Just had a really good time. And then we went to Oregon. So that's where I am right now. I'm in Cannon Beach. I'm literally looking at my window and am looking at Cannon Beach. It's so pretty. And it was horribly storming this morning, but you have got some sunshine now clearing up. And yeah, crazy days of shooting. Wait, I didn't know you were in Cannon Beach.
0: It's literally one of my favorite places on earth.
2: I literally thought about you when we got here because I remember seeing you and Clay going here. Was it right before the world shut down? Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember you taking peaches on the beach with Clay and I'm like, oh wait, Allison's been here. I'll have to send you a pic. We like just got here last night, so... I should pan my camera, you can see it all, but I'll just send you a picture.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. The coffee shop is called C Level Bakery and Cafe. It's so cute. Please try it. It's like the one good coffee shop there. I'm sure you guys will go. Okay. C level coffee. We will be going there. Question. Are you guys gonna go to the Tillamook cheese factory while you're there? Are you shooting it? Why
2: did you say that? That is so funny that you said that because it was on the original shot list. <laughs> And I cut it because I just thought <gasps> it might not film well, but that's so funny that you're... Rec- Are you
0: recommending it? Kind of. It was dope. And I'm... I eat plant-based and I thought... And I went to the cheese factory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a lot. That's a that's a big statement from you.
0: I know. Well, apparently Tillamook is super famous cheese. You can find it everywhere. And Clay wanted to go and it was on the drive. So we went in and it was like the zoo, basically. A big old production. You could see how the cheese was made. You could sample these different cheeses. They have a restaurant where everything is like made from their cheese. You can be like grilled cheese, mac and cheese, a cheese sandwich, ice cream, cheese, fucking everything. But oh, well, if you end up having extra time, you could squeeze it back in.
2: Okay. That's good to know. I really thought it was just going to be not, I don't know, visually good to shoot. I don't know, factory. But that is so funny. My lead producer gave me crap for cutting that. He's like, really? You cut the Tillamook Cheese Factory? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? It's a factory. Why would we not cut that? But I guess I was wrong. I apologize if you're from Tillamook, Oregon. I'm so sorry. I will make up for it. I'll have to go check it out myself and see what is this incredible place.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's free. You can just like walk in there and get lunch there one day. And across the street from it, there's a really, really banging Goodwill. I got some of my best thrifts from Tullamook, Oregon.
2: Okay. I, we passed a Goodwill. I don't think it was this one. We passed a Goodwill in Moranton, Oregon, and it was massive. And it was like, I was reading the, the reviews online, and it said it was one of the best Goodwills these people had ever been to. And so I will absolutely be making time to thrift on this trip.
0: So you're up in Cannon Beach. You're almost done shooting amazing. What have I been doing? Okay. I got back from Hawaii on Friday. Today is Wednesday. And it feels like it's been a month since I've been home. Like even on Saturday, if you go to the store, we're like, how was Hawaii? And I was like, good. I feel like I got back so long ago, even though I just got back yesterday. But it goes to show when you're traveling and doing a ton of things and changing up your routine, how different your days feel. Like if you're just doing the same thing every day, it can just start to get really monotonous. But by shaking it up, I just feel like I have done so much in the last month that I'm like, how was that only like four days ago? But I guess this will go into my peak of the week, so I'll save it. But my last two days in Hawaii were absolutely amazing. I understand all of the Hawaii hype and the magic that people talk about with Hawaii. I always thought it was, oh, overdone, touristy. And maybe it is if you go to Oahu, but Maui was a freaking dream. And I've kind of just been riding that high since I got home, and I have to give a shout out to Clay, my boyfriend. He did all the the behind-the-scenes stuff for the store all week, and then he ran the store on Thursday while I was gone, and he got so cute. He had his little outfit on. He was running the store. Everything was perfect, and he had like the sheets cleaned, the whole apartment clean, coffee ready. Boyfriend of the week award for sure. Love that man.
2: That's so sweet. Of course, you would go to Hawaii and still find a way to open the store. That's amazing. I just never <laughs> want to close it. Be- does it does at all.
0: Because you know how when you're so excited to go somewhere, you happen to be somewhere at a certain place or time and you have it in your head? I would feel so terrible if someone's random day that they were going to be in Omaha happened to fall on the random day that I was in Hawaii and then they just couldn't come. And even though maybe... It wasn't exactly how I would have done it, or maybe there was different music playing. It's still the store, and it's still fine. Like when I'm traveling, let's say that you had this coffee, like, let's say sea level. If the owner was in Hawaii and had some, her boyfriend running it, you'd be like, "It's okay. I still just want to like come in and grab a cup of coffee. Like it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Like you still would just want to try it out. And that is a huge step for me as a business owner, because I yes. used to not think that way. used to be like, it has to be perfect every
2: day all the time. <laughs> yes. Well, I agree. So I'm glad that you see it that way because that's 100% the truth. You're right. If someone was in town, they'd be so bummed it was closed. Yeah. So, that's so true. Anyway, that's what's up in my neck of the woods. Do you have any fun stories from all of these trips? Well, I guess I can do my peak of the week because it is kind of a fun story. Um, okay. I have two. One, I was going to say, of course, was going to Mount Rainier National Park. That was a huge peak of the week, literally and physically because it was just so cool. And I had never seen a mountain like that. It was gorgeous. So getting to this go there, the first day we got there was super cloudy. We couldn't even see the mountain. It just looked like we were in North Carolina or like Tennessee, just driving through trees. I don't know. You just couldn't tell you were in this beautiful national park. Then the second day it cleared up, we saw the mountain and it was so pretty. But my other peak of the week was going to be when we were in Seattle, we had finished shooting for the day and we saw this super touristy attraction called Wings Over Washington, which is like an amusement ride on the pier in in Seattle. And we're like, this looks so fun. We have to do this. And it's basically like Disney Soarin' where you are on a mm. ride and you're like soaring over the world. But it was Wings Over Washington. So we like soared over Washington and it was so fun. Like it was like 4D. You like had, it felt like you're flying. And sometimes, so the moral of the story is sometimes the touristy things are touristy for a reason. We had a great time, made some great memories. And yeah, the corny stuff can be the
0: move. I will say Soren at Disney is like the best ride. It's amazing. So I'm sure Wings Over Washington was equally as great. Did they have the wind blowing at you?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was wind. (laughs) There was like misting water, everything. Wow. Fun. Yeah. It was super fun. And what was your peak of the week?
0: My peak of the week was actually the day after we stopped recording last week. So we hopped off and then we did the road to Hana. And that was amazing. So funny that you mentioned that on a few podcasts ago because I was like, oh, I don't even know what that is. Cool. And then I was there and I was like, wait, road to Hana. Kara literally talked about this. So we did it and super stunning. So glad we did it. And But we actually went all the way around into the national park.
2: Did you do that? No. Or, okay, I don't think so. I can't remember.
0: It's like a whole another two or three hours. Like you finish road to Hana and road to Hana is like a there and back, or you can continue and go all the way around the whole mountain. And Hillary and I were like standing at the like T and we were like, what do we do? Or in the car, we were at the T and I was like, we should just do it. Like we're all the way here. We we're from Nebraska. We got on the flight. We're all the way down in Hawaii. Who cares if it's going to take two hours and more gas? Like what else would we be doing? Just sitting at the beach. Who knows? We had no service really. We didn't even know it was over there. And we're like, let's just go. And oh my God, we were like the only people driving these roads. And it was just so freaking beautiful and reflective and gave us space to just be and not having to like feel like you're doing something or that people are looking at you or feel like you like have to like take pictures. It was so freeing. And then as we were rounding that loop, the sign for Haleakala was like right there. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's kind of what we were hoping to do today. But we didn't even know where on the island it was to get there. And sunset was at like six o'clock and the turnoff was at like 5.15. And we were like, holy shit, this timing is absolutely perfect. So as we're driving up to the top of Haleakala, which is the world's shortest elevation gain, or most elevation gain in the shortest amount of time. Like you just like drive the car like straight up and the sun was setting. The cows were just like walking along the side of the road. It was so iridescent almost. And we get to the top and we just watch the sunset. And it's just one of those times where you're like tearing up, like crying because it's just so beautiful and you can't believe that you're just like a little human on this planet earth and like what even is earth and what is our existence and what does everything mean? You're just like tripping out and after, Hillary and I were both like, dude, did we just take shrooms? Like I felt so high. I've never taken shrooms, so I don't know. But it was such an out-of-body experience. I don't even know what was happening. I don't even know how to explain it. But Trevor Hall has a song called Haleakala. So we played it the entire drive up from the base to the top. We probably listened to the song like 30 freaking times. And he explains <laughs> in the song the experience as best as I could. His music attempts to capture it. But now every time I hear that song, I can like be transported back to that moment. And it was amazing. And that is all. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was a great, great experience. So if you're in Maui, Haleakala, worth the drive. Definitely do it. Bring some blankets though, because it is cold up at the top of the mountain. Oh yeah, it's super cold. It's like winter up there. And we're in our bikinis
2: and we had a towel. (laughs) Okay, that makes it 10 times better though. That makes it hilarious. Yeah, and
0: everyone else up there was wearing like a North Face puffer and like had like heavy blankets and they clearly <laughs> were planning their trip up there for probably weeks or months or whatever. Well, just goes to show. It was spontaneous yeah, and
2: meant to exactly. be. Okay, do you want to read a listener's okay. peak of the week? Yeah, so I will read Lindsay's peak of the week, which again, you guys know the drill. We get them from Instagram. At, we're already friends. So make sure you're following and send yours in when we post about it. So, Lindsay's peak of the week was she started journaling and manifesting daily. So, we love that. We always talk about journaling and manifesting here. So, we're happy for you. And we've got to plug our Patreon. If you guys want all
0: of our journaling tips and what we journal about in our favorite journals on our Patreon, September's bonus episode was a deep dive into the world of journaling. Maybe she listened, yes, yeah, okay. I'm gonna read Jennica's. She paid off all of her, her tuition debt, which is so impressive. I wish I could say the same. There you go. Congrats, Jenica. That's awesome. Amazing, okay. Do you want to introduce today's topic?
2: Yeah, so for today we wanted to talk about how to win at social media, just giving our tips and tricks for building your presence online, talking about how to even start and evaluating your goals, really even thinking about what you want to get out of social media, plus building an aesthetic, finding which platform is best for you, and just like our stories and pros and cons of each app on social media and even how we which ones we like the best and how we create content. And Allison had the idea for this because it kind of just came to her. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I think it's because I'm finally starting
0: to have a pretty good relationship with social media where I understand what my place with it is, what I want from it, and what I want to share on it. And it's crazy that it's taken me 10 years to just feel so comfortable with it. And I was just thinking the other day how social media just isn't going away. Like with say Clay for example my boyfriend he doesn't like social media he's never really been on it he's never really been about it so him and I talk about it a lot and he's so cool and good with me being on social media and he like doesn't care he just personally doesn't want to post on it but now he's like taking these steps to start his own like crossfit coaching training brand and he's like yeah I I know this is something that I'm going to have to do if I want to be relevant and this day and age. And I think a lot of people feel that way where they're like, I don't want to post on social media though. I don't want to share all my life. I don't want to have to keep up with all of these different apps and da da da, da. And I think if you think about it, it's almost like a resume nowadays. I No one wants to sit down and make their resume. It's not really fun. Like You have to think about who you are and what your best skills are and what your accomplishments are Mm and that little objective that's like, this is the career I'm looking for. I kind of feel like social media is the same way. And then sometimes it gets to be really, really fun and it should be fun if you find your niche and you find your groove. But at first it can definitely feel like a job and work and it is, it takes a lot of time. But going in knowing that it's going to (laughs) take time and that people are going to be looking and that employers this day and age, are looking at your social channels. I looked up a stat before we hopped on. There was definitely some different statistics, but everything said between 70 and 90% of employers these days look up your social channels and it adds to their decision whether they should hire you. So all that being said, we just wanted to talk about it because whether you want to be a quote-unquote influencer, whether you want to share your personal brand online or not, I think we all have kind of realized we need to have some type of brand online. And whether you don't... Even if your brand is not having a brand online, that that's still a statement in and it of itself.
2: Yeah. And exactly what you said... I think for this episode, it's going to be best if you think about what your goals in the future are. So really be honest with yourself. Think about what you want to accomplish and then work backwards from that and see where social media comes to play. So exactly what you said for someone like Clay, who has a small business... His strategy and maybe what he, what platforms or what he needs to post to build, you know, a following around a certain topic like CrossFit is going to be so different than someone maybe like me or you who just kind of want to grow their personal brand and just like post cute pictures and stuff and just have a presence online that was positive. So think about really what you're trying to get out of social media because it is going to be a different strategy for your different goals. So I think we'll kind of come at it from a couple different ways. So take what you want from this episode. But even me and Allison have different ways of posting and different topics that we like to post about and they come from different places. So you'll have to hear both of our perspectives as well. Absolutely. And one huge takeaway that social media has taught
0: me, if you do have a good-sized following, you can use that to do like literally anything So for example, with this podcast, I didn't even... It's not like I even have a ton of Instagram followers. Karen and I have about the same. Small in the sense of how big the world is, you know? But we were able to use that and like promote the podcast. And it can continue to help us down the line. Like, so it's like, okay, I had my Instagram, then I opened New Wave. Then all those customers started coming to New Wave. Then we started a podcast and people start listening to the podcast. Like, it will just help you have like a leg up in anything you want to do. Like... Because if people are invested in you and your story and they care, then they can support whatever avenue you do. And I do think there's something to be said for that because that's so unique and special. And I can't imagine trying to do business and operate a business 20 years ago where you had to like freaking make radio ads and pay for newspaper clippings and post flyers around town. Like It is truly a privilege to be able to take a cute photo shared online and make money from that. And we all know social media has its downfalls and can totally harm your mental health and you can totally not have boundaries with it and it can bring you down. And we don't want to not acknowledge that. So we are going to have a whole separate episode about how to have a good relationship with social media and create those boundaries. And that will be the part two. So for this part one, we're just going to talk about getting on social media and building your brand.
2: Yeah. And if you are interested after hearing this episode and that part two, that will be available on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash already friends. And that'll be our November episode. So head there in November to hear all that. But just to echo exactly what Allison said, and then we can go into our first point, you really have to be your own hype woman, hype man these days. And exactly, well, everything is possible. And yeah, you don't have to get there by any means through social media, but it really just gives you that extra boost, that extra exposure, like exactly what you were saying that can literally change your life. And for me right now at 25, a lot of my success has indirectly been affected or directly through social media, through my own social media, through connecting through people with social media. So yeah, I think with all of what we're going to talk about today, it's really personal for us because for both of us, like our success has really been impacted from social media. Yeah. With that, I think we can talk about our first topic, which is finding your aesthetic. All right. I will... I'll take this one to start.
0: I love aesthetics. I love beauty. I'm a Libra. I need every single thing in my life to be beautiful. But I think people get so hung up on that word. And it's a total buzzword right now. They're like, "Uh, I don't know what my aesthetic is. Like, It just seems like such a commitment. But everyone has an aesthetic. I think people just get intimidated by the perfect influencer that lives in Paris and everything is, quote unquote, the aesthetic. But even if You just have your own personal style. Living in, say, small town Iowa, and you like you have a farmhouse, whatever. Like that's still your aesthetic. Every single person has a style, a brand. You might just not be thinking about it in that way, and you might think that you need to make the Instagram aesthetic, but that's not true. There, any aesthetic can work as long as it's genuine to you because it's going to come off as insincere if you're just imitating and trying to replicate the aesthetics that you see online. Just get honest with yourself and look at your current wardrobe. Look at what kind of decor you have in your home. Look at what things you're pinning to your Pinterest board. Look at your recent liked images on Instagram. Like, What are you naturally gravitated towards without trying to over think it and put a label on it. So for me, I feel like I used to try to be this like professional, more event planner. And it was at that time when I was planning weddings, I kind of had all my like eyes dotted and my T's crossed and I wore glasses and I wore blazers and just had a very professional nine to five looking lifestyle. And obviously I left doing that because it wasn't true to who I was. And now I feel like I'm just so much more in my element. I like got rid of... I'm slowly over the last year, just been detoxing everything in my life that like isn't true to who I am. So I slowly stopped wearing makeup. I slowly am getting rid of things that I feel like are too bougie that I'm like, I can't even wear that anywhere because I'm going to get it dirty. Like your things are meant to be used. So I started buying more secondhand and more vintage and pieces with stories and being like, you know what? These are the colors I like. And if every single thing in my life is pink and brown and white, fuck you. I like it that way. Okay. (laughs) Like I, that's just what I want. And I don't need to mix it up if I don't want to, this is how I am right now. And maybe in five years, I'm going to be like, wow, I was so into that phase and that aesthetic. And that's not me anymore. And maybe in five years I'll be doing something else. But, uh, Michaela, we had her on a few episodes back. She talks about the importance of it's not this or that it can be this and that like You can do it all and you can be both. You don't have to eliminate every single thing in your life down to one core thing and keep it that way forever. Just do what feels natural and comes easiest because in the long run, that's what's going to allow you to share and post about your brand if it's coming from a really genuine place.
2: Yeah, I love that. I think when we talk about aesthetic, we're really thinking about your Instagram presence and what you're posting, how it's all looking cohesively. And for me, my aesthetic is more of living my day-to-day life, taking my pictures with bright backgrounds, like making it look nice and bright and happy, and then editing it the same and posting it on my Instagram. So for me, aesthetic is harder because I'm not as visual as Allison or not like as artistically thinking about it, but it's still important. And you just still want to be consistent so, yeah, again, and for me, it's just like taking well lit photos, editing them in Lightroom the same. And kind of that's kind of mine. Yeah, I think it's all a fun challenge.
0: Like, honestly, life is just a game and Instagram is a game within the game. And I think it's like a fun challenge every day to be like, how can I make my life as aesthetically pleasing and cute as possible? And I'm not lying, like, Posting on Instagram makes my actual life better. And I think a lot of people could be like, oh, you're just doing this for Instagram. But if everything, if my apartment stays clean so that when I post it on Instagram, it's clean and that there's never a dish, a dirty dish in the sink and that all of the things on my shelves are cute and aesthetic and like having fun and going out and doing those things. So even if I run two extra miles so that I can post about it on an Instagram story or that I clean my house so I can make a time-lapse of me cleaning... Great. Good for me. It got me to like do a little more than maybe I would have otherwise. And it's not just doing it for Instagram like you're the one receiving the benefits and then maybe you're inspiring and motivating someone else to do that and what is that harming anyone? Part of your aesthetic mm-hmm. is like talking into the camera. Part of your aesthetic is like being in a different state every freaking week. Um part of your aesthetic is just being really real and sharing your home and Connor and Margo. So even if you don't have this defined, perfect color palette thing, you still have a very strong visual aesthetic. You always post these bright photos. A lot of them are on self timer or they have like an amazing land travel
2: landscape in the background. Like, I know one of your photos when I see <laughs> okay, it. Okay, this makes sense. I, yeah, uh, I, I would say, even like finding your personal brand and goes along with your aesthetic, like figuring out. Kind of your dharma, which is something that we talked about in one of our previous episodes. What is your purpose to sharing your life on social media? So yeah, with aesthetic, I think right a synonymous word would be your personal brand. And what, like you said, what photos are going to be yours that when someone sees it, they recognize that that's you. So yeah, for me, I see it more as like a brand because it's harder for me to think visually because I'm just more of a contextual, like overarching, big idea kind of person. So yeah, think about what buzzwords or keywords will be in your brand. So that's great. That was a good tie-in.
0: Well, I think you can talk way more about finding your medium because you were super early to the game on TikTok. You were super early to the game on YouTube. So do you want to go into how you decided what mediums really spoke to you and why you liked those mediums? and why you continue to choose some mediums
2: over others. Yes. I, again, think everything around social media relates back to what your goals are. So for me, always just had fun with it. Like I just been wanting to try out new apps and just throw things at the wall and see what sticks. So I think with finding your medium, it all ties back to what you're trying to get out of social media. Um, Again, for me, I I don't know. I've always just been trying to build my brand online. And kind of in a way, everything that I post online ties back to me getting more work in the industry that I want to get work in. So... Way back in 2017, 2018, I started heavily posting on my Instagram a lot of travel photos because when I graduated in the May of 2018, I knew that I wanted to get a job in travel or social media. So my thought process was I need to display... Some sort of competence in travel or social media so that in the future I get, I continue getting jobs or get a job in travel and social media. So that was my whole thought process. So, content that I was posting in college was taking trips, even if it was to Nebraska for a weekend or taking trips. Across the country or to Europe and stuff. I was always posting that kind of stuff because I wanted my personal brand to be like, oh, you think of care, you think of travel. So that when I applied to a travel company, they could just go to my Instagram and see that I was already in the niche, already kind of got it. And that was totally the case. Like when I did apply to Beautiful Destinations, that was one of the things they said, like, oh, it just seemed like you just got it because your website had travel, your Instagram had travel. And yeah, again, that ties back to your goals. So Your medium is going to depend on like what your strengths are. But I think for everyone, Instagram will always just be the one thing that everyone will always check. So I think you should just kind of always have that set up, at least to have like some nice photos that conveys who you are, what you do. Would you agree? Totally.
0: This also comes from Facebook buying Instagram. I've recently been researching a lot of what all unfolded when Facebook bought Instagram and how... Instagram just steals from everyone else. They're like, oh, Snapchat people are watching stories. Well, we have more money and we're bigger, so we're going to add stories. Then you know, YouTube started growing, and they're like, no, 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 IGTV. We're just going to plop that right into the app. People start shopping more on Pinterest. They're like, yep, we're going to add a shopping feature. Sorry, Pinterest. And now, obviously, with the rise of TikTok, they've been including Reels. So we can either be like. F you, Instagram. You're literally just stealing everyone's everything. Or you can just accept it and play the game. Because like I said before, Mm -hmm. it's just a game. And you can either lose at the game or you can win at the game. Or you can be mad at
2: the game. But the game is still going to be there. So true. They really do steal everything. That's such a good point. But I think... Okay, so finding your medium. Instagram, you should just kind of have a nice Instagram, I would say. And then... Back to your goals. If you're trying to reach a local audience, I again, I think really honing on an Instagram, it's good for building like those micro communities around a specific area. If you're trying to reach a large majority of people and just cast a wide net, get on TikTok, that can give you exposure to so many different people. You can cast such a wide net there and reach a ton of people with TikTok. And it's just fun. Like I think really the formula for TikTok is to just find your niche, find what you're gonna post about. Find the trends and then mix them together. So TikTok is literally just following trends and putting your spin on it. There's nothing much else to it. If you do that, you will grow. So figure out again, sit down with yourself, figure out what you want to post, what you're trying to get out of it, and then hop on TikTok. And I think another great platform obviously is YouTube. And that's again just growing your personal brand within what you know, what you're an expert at and If you don't know what you're good at, just share your life and just share what you're up to. Because at the end of the day, we're all just pretty normal people. And we like watching other normal people doing normal things. Like Emma Chamberlain is one of the biggest YouTubers. And if you watch her videos these days, it's literally her just sitting in her house making coffee. People just like her for her. And I think that's the whole point of social media is like people are just going to like you for who you are. As long as you're just being yourself and putting yourself out there, you'd be surprised at what people will receive well and it's all about you and putting your own spark and spin to things. So Ooh, I really am glad that you just said that because as I was
0: getting set up this morning, I was like, I have something to say around that same topic. So you might be thinking like, well, why would anyone listen to me? I, I'm i not like a total expert on that topic. Or why would I post my sense of fashion when there's all these other fashion influencers? You can just get really in your head and think like, well, why would anyone look at my content as opposed to all of these other people's? But as you just said with Emma Chamberlain, people connected to her because they're like, hey, Emma's just a normal girl that also doesn't leave the house that much that likes coffee. I relate to her. My life is a lot like her life. And I find myself following a lot of normal people that I relate to that are just a little bit ahead of where I want to be. But like, I don't really follow the Kardashians much. I mean, I guess physically, Technically, I'm following them, but I don't really keep up with them because I'm like their life to me is just so far down the line of like, it's not even what I want and it's not in my trajectory. So I'm going to follow people that are just a little bit ahead of me so I can be like, hey, you were a normal person that grew up in the Midwest that also went to like a college like I went to. And now you're doing this thing and you had kind of a similar upbringing. So if you can do that, I can also probably do that. And that person might be thinking, well, why should I share my story? Because they're they're looking at the person just ahead of them. But it's kind of this trickle down system where say some beauty influencer probably watches all of Kylie's videos. They take stuff from that, then they share it. Then it gets watered down a little bit more and more and more. And that's just how trends work in... People will want your angle of it. I can recommend people listen to Sahara Rose about spirituality all day long, but people are like, no, but I want your take and your opinion. I'm like, why? Look at theirs. She's so much more educated. But when people relate to you, they want it from your perspective and they don't just want someone else's. They're like They're there for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's even kind of what your first step should be is like think about what value you provide Maybe that is just like a day in your life as a stay-at-home mom or someone in their 20s, like working a corporate job. Someone who's killing it right now on social media, Jenna Palak. She's on TikTok. She had a job at TikTok and was just posting about her nine to five life, having fun after work, like doing things on the weekdays. Her whole new podcast is called Fun on Weekdays and talks about doing things that are fun on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays after work and not waiting till the weekend to have fun. And she's grown a massive following because people can relate to that. Not everyone can relate to big people. Like they're doing these crazy trips to, I don't know, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, you know, every single day of the week, people want to connect to like-minded people doing similar things to them. So maybe it is just like you living your day-to-day life. Like we were talking about on this trip, My stories where I'm at home just hanging out with Margo and Connor do better than my travel stories because sometimes that is what people want to see. People want to be told what to eat,
0: what to buy, how to live their day to day life. Like, because that's what you're doing 90%
2: of the time. Take those moments of your life that do only happen ever so infrequently, like maybe it is a a yearly vacation or your wedding and share that stuff online. Like, maybe share the process of planning your wedding. Or share the process of, we don't know where we're going to go for a trip. Like, here's what we're thinking. Like, do you guys have any suggestions? Or which one should we do? Involve people in the process. That is a huge way to grow on TikTok actually, is involving people in your day-to-day life in ways that you would never have thought to share on social media. That's something that I'm kind of trying to reteach myself to do is to just share things that I don't even think people would think is interesting. And sharing it from step A to Z. because people are interested in things that, I don't know, you wouldn't think. that you again, you get kind of like imposter syndrome almost. Like, why would anyone care what I have to say? But again, it all ties back into thinking about what value you provide and how you can share that with people. But that's kind of like more of the content side of things, really about what to post. Just a random other tip for thinking about what to post. Always try to keep a running list of ideas in your phone, especially for like TikTok and YouTube. I know for me that... I run in sprints and I work in sprints with creatively. So sometimes I really have good ideas for a whole week or two and can just crank out videos. And then the next two weeks, I'm just slower than turtle, like really just barely pushing through. So for me, having a phone, a notes section in my phone with ideas has helped so much with creating content. So yeah, any thoughts for when you get into a creative rut? I don't really get burnt out from creating. I
0: get burnt out from conversing. I could take photos and post them to Instagram and make videos all day long. I just get really tired of people in real life. So then sometimes I'll stop posting online because I don't want to answer DMs and I don't want to comment on other people's stuff and I don't want to consume because they do kind of go hand in hand. If you're posting, people are engaging. And if you're doing Instagram or any platform right people who are asking questions and whatever. So sometimes I just have to take time off of it because I don't want to engage. But that's because in real life, I'm very introverted. And so it's hard for me to see social media as an extroverted thing. Like it's really the same as like going out on a weekend. Mm -hmm. You're talking to so many people. Well, if you don't want to talk to people, don't go out on the weekend. So for me, I'm like, okay, if I don't want to answer DMs right now, I'm just going to stop posting stories. So that part does kind of suck because there are times where I really want to share...
2: I don't want to engage. <laughs> yeah. And that's good that you... and Do I Do you have sa- any thoughts about that? Oh, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing because, yeah, you can't just like keep shouting out into the void if you're not going to answer when people like shout back to you. So I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel guilty keeping posting stories when I know there's people that are commenting or messaging me and I totally should respond to them. <laughs> and it is overwhelming. It does get overwhelming. And I think having the ability to even just step back and take a break is a big step in itself. And knowing that it's not the end of the world, if you stop posting on your stories for two days. I think if you're really just starting from step one of Instagram, I feel like most people's problem is just posting on your feed consistently. And from my perspective, I think the best tips for that is to just like really hone in on taking good photos. I feel like it always usually starts from there. People either feel like they don't look good on camera Or they don't know how to take good photos. No one will take their photos. So, if you're really at step one with Instagram or social media, I think you should really just practice, practice, practice. If your goal is, again, to grow your small business, if you think that you need to take really good product photos or really good photos of your store, go on YouTube, take YouTube University and learn how to take good product photos and just maybe get a second Instagram account that has zero followers. And maybe it is a little bit more pre planning for you if you're starting from scratch and like, plan out a little feed on there. Practice with different types of light. If you're out with your friends and you can find someone that is, has a little more patience, like take some photos in the shade, take some photos in the direct sunlight, take some photos that are backlit, see what you like best. Find Finding your personal aesthetic or your personal brand takes practice and time. If you know, for me, talking on camera on TikTok has kind of become my aesthetic. That was not what I was posting day one on TikTok. Day one on TikTok, I was just doing the trends like everyone else and trying to watch other people, seeing what they were doing, figuring out what I value I provide and like how I can blend in there. So it really comes down to practice and getting comfortable creating content and posting it. So if you're really starting from the beginning and want to be more active, I say go out there and find what you like. Take lots of pictures. Make sure they're in good lighting. And I don't know, make it a goal to try and post once a week, maybe two times a month, just what you're up to. And again, it's like a resume. You've got to hype yourself up in this day and age. Like you have to be your own hype person, like we said. So post something cool you did with work. Post those amazing wins that you think no one cares about. People do care. So yeah, that's kind of my little mini rant on actually getting out there and putting yourself out there.
0: On the note of being your own hype person, couldn't agree with that more. Think of an employer. They're looking at your resume, aka your social media, and you're... Willing to share maybe some shortcomings that you've had. You're willing to share those wins. You're willing to share anything that also shows confidence that shows that you're comfortable with yourself that shows that you're willing to you know put yourself out there and those are often traits that employers are looking for when they're hiring you cuz if you're in sales they're going to be like oh we need someone who's a go getter that's willing to put themselves out there oh well we need someone who's honest who's willing to you know maybe share the hardships of life or that things aren't always perfect so like it it really truly is just your resume and Having something out there is better than nothing. Like like you said, even if you post one feed post a month, at least that gives someone some context of like who the heck you are. And it's not this one family Christmas picture from 2015 that they're like trying to base, you know, everything on now. Like help yourself out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't even have to always tie back to your purpose or your career or life goals. Share your hobbies. Share that you love hiking. Share that you're outdoorsy. Share maybe a nice meal that you had. It doesn't always have to tie back, again, to those goals. I think in the beginning when I kind of said, figure out what you want to use social media for, that should be like kind of like your North Star. Like if you want to get a book deal around this certain topic, what you're posting and who you're interacting with needs to get you to that book deal. But you should sprinkle in things that make you human too. <laughs> and like that's off your personality. and. I don't know. That's kind of the whole point of social media is like just for people to get to know you on your day to day life. And I don't know, see that behind all of your accomplishments that you're human too. And I don't know, you put your pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Yes, that's so true. We are all so
0: much more similar than we think. Like so much of our day, you wake up, you brush your teeth, maybe you make some coffee or tea. Hopefully, you make your bed. You talk to your roommates, your partner, your pets, whatever, and you do your thing. Like so much of our lives are so similar that it it provides people this sense of like comfort. Like, oh my gosh, they do that little quirk that I do. Oh, they have that same mug that I do. Like it makes you feel connected to other people. And I also think that's a very interesting thing about social media is I learn more about some people that I'm like friends with or close to from their social media then I might have just in conversation. You can really get to know someone in this weird paradoxical like three, I don't know, screen to real life realm. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. It's such a unique time to be alive. Mm -hmm. Going back to the game. But I
2: do want to talk favorite editing apps. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you have anything on the last topic or do you want to talk
2: about that? No, let's talk about it. What do you use to edit all of your posts? And... Yeah, run us through your creative process. <laughs> okay.
0: I just use, you know, the good old iPhone camera. I have a DSLR. That was too much effort for me. I had a film camera. That was too complicated for me. So rather than never creating, I just have come to terms with the iPhone camera, is what it's going to be for me for the majority of the time. Then I pretty much edit everything in Lightroom. I used to do all of my own edits because I had this pride ego thing that I couldn't get over that I'm an artist and I'm a creative and I should learn how to make my own edits and dah, dah, dah. it was just an ego trip. So finally, one day I just bought Emma Leger's presets and I love them. And I don't care if everyone knows that I use her presets. They're amazing. It's E-M-M-A-L-E-G-E-R. And so if you find someone's presets that you like, go ahead and use them. Like I don't think it's really any different than using this microphone, it's like, oh, it's just a tool to get you to the next step. So usually I edit in Lightroom. And then I'm a big fan of Afterlight. Uh, I love the dust feature in Afterlight and the uh, light leaks. I use those all the time. Um, so like if you follow a lot of those accounts that have the grainy film vibes, they're probably using Afterlight. Then I use Planoly to plan out my feed. And I always have like 30 photos stacked on top of like, this is what could be next. And it's super helpful. So if I have just like an old picture of me against like a white wall, I'm like, ooh, this is kind of what would look good coming up in a few posts. So then maybe that week it's like, oh, just a picture of me against the neutral color background would like go good here next. Or like, ooh, a flat lay of my food would go well. So it kind of helps me visualize what I need to get to capture next. And then... I use the Tone Edit app, um, which is by Do You Travel for my video filters. And then I use Unfold sometimes to make kind of graphic things. But honestly, I mostly like Instagram Stories for making graphics. There's so many freaking features that I like don't even really need InDesign anymore. Like the Instagram Story app is insane. Um, Or not the Story app, just this, you know, you've got the pencil, you can like add in all the little gifts. You can change the shape of layers and pictures. It's so amazing. And then my last tip, uh, sometimes with presets and filters, it can make your skin look a little wonky. The Beauty Plus app has this skin tone feature that it will only change the skin tone. So if maybe some filter makes you look like really pale or like too green or something, the Beauty Plus tone will like add your skin tone back on to help neutralize that so you aren't looking crazy Love that feature. That's pretty much
2: it. Your turn. Okay, that is super helpful. Those are really good tips. Right now, I am kind of on the side because I know you were saying you could post and edit all day, every single day. I feel like I'm getting like a little burnt out because I love creating the content, like taking pictures and... But I'm having trouble like editing and posting. I'm getting really inconsistent because it's just like so overwhelming to me. So with all habits, like we've talked about in other podcasts, like just make them easy. So for me, I've made my editing process so fast. I just add some saturation because the iPhone camera makes things really dull and sad. So I just go to Lightroom, play out the colors (laughs) a little bit, like super fast, just add saturation back, add the color back. It's crazy how different it looks. Like even adding some saturation in the phone. Yeah, like in the actual camera, iPhone camera roll, is so worth it. And then, yeah, I just play around with Lightroom, just add a few adjustments here and there. And then for Instagram stories, I go back and forth between shooting them straight on the Instagram stories feature or in my camera roll. I do a lot of like walking shots. So if you shoot them straight in your camera app on your phone, there's an auto stabilization that it does that Instagram stories doesn't do. So if you ever notice that like when you're taking Instagram story on the actual Instagram app, it's like a little more shaky versus your camera app. It's because the camera app actually stabilizes it. So since I've been doing that and there's no filters there, I use Visco and they I can do video filters on there. That's kind of it for my creative process or like how I edit it. Just keep it simple because I'm just kind of overwhelmed with it a little bit right now. And editing TikToks and posting YouTube is a whole nother beast. And with TikTok, I just edit in Premiere on my computer. I'll also airdrop all the videos to my computer, edit really quick, or I use an app if it's really short to cut. I'll use video shop, just a quick video editing app, but I'll throw all that together, do a voiceover and I'll be good to go. I try to just make things super easy because sometimes the TikToks that you edit in two seconds are the ones that do the best. And I try not to like let myself get, stop myself from doing that. So. And you have to plug
0: uh, LensBuddy. You literally made LensBuddy a thing, I swear.
2: Well, that's that's nice. I don't know if I did. I think a lot of people <laughs> are posting about it, but thanks. Um, yeah, no, it's just this app that you can take your own pictures. Super life-saving when you're traveling alone. Or for me, I'm living in St. Louis and haven't really made any friends to take pictures with on random Tuesday afternoons. So I'll just set up my tripod, open up Lens Buddy, take my own pictures. I have plenty of tutorials on TikTok. So if you want to know how to use it, head to my TikTok. And it's super easy. You just download the app and it takes your own pictures for you. Kind of like a self-timer, so.
0: Yeah, it's really great because, you know, if you use a self-timer just on your actual camera, you're only getting like one photo. But with Lens Buddy, mm-hmm. it has all these different settings where you can be like, okay, it's going to take a picture every two seconds. I'm going to get 30 shots. So then you can just move around and dance and get the pictures rather than, okay, here's my one. Okay, pose, pose. It's just way faster. So glad that you shared that. It's helped me a lot. I definitely use it now. Yeah, it's super helpful. I want to hear a smidge more about TikTok with you. I feel mm-hmm. like when I look at it, I'm like, how the heck does she even do this? Like some of your videos, I feel like there's transitions and there's things and there's text and there's cuts. I'm like, video is such a different ball game than photo, and I don't know what it is, but like with Instagram Reels, I like understand video completely, but something about the TikTok features or something confused the shit out of me. So would you kind of go beginner? How you talk about like, if you are a beginner on Instagram, these are my tips. Would you give us some 101 TikTok tips?
2: Okay, yeah. So if you're starting at square one with TikTok, I think my best rack is to just do the trends. When you're scrolling through your TikTok, you kind of have to consume first to get a understanding of how to use the app which kind of sucks because that just like is a lot of screen time and, you know, a lot of being on your phone. So just like be cautious of it because you can get wrapped into TikTok so fast. So just be cautious of how much time you're spending on there, but consume on the app, figure out what's trending. And then, yeah, starting from square one, just do the trends and just do them for fun. If you scroll back to my posts during quarantine, when I first got on TikTok, my posts are so embarrassing. I'm literally just doing the trends, but like with my own spin on them, or just doing them as myself. Once you get comfortable creating on the app, because there is kind of a learning curve with TikTok, figuring out how to record, how to post stuff, how to add sound, like that takes some time to learn. So give yourself grace, figure out how to use the app. And then I would say, while you're consuming, see what posts other people are doing, whether that's in your industry or just like other people that are like you. See what they're doing that's successful and kind of use that as a formula of your own. Obviously, do not copy people straight up, but like... Get inspiration from them and put your own spin on it. People are, you know, people that are on YouTube or TikTok that get big always draw inspiration from other people. Like they're not doing this out of nowhere. So just like find someone to, yeah, get inspiration from, kind of see what their style of videos is. I think two surefire ways to just like get onto TikTok is maybe film a day in your life. So maybe you could film a little vlog on the TikTok. TikTok app, take little clips throughout your day. At the end of the day, adjust them in the app, maybe throw in a little voiceover. That's like a great way to get started on TikTok and just give people perspective with a little day in your life. So maybe it's day in life of a advertising agency account manager or day in the life of someone who owns a store and just start there. Maybe the video gets like two legs, who cares? You just need to practice filming things, getting in the habit of filming things and doing voiceovers and feeling comfortable talking on video. I think just another way is again, just follow those trends, but put your spin on it. And always think back to providing value. I think with any TikTok, there's several different ways you can provide value. If it's being funny, entertaining, if you're teaching a new tip, if... I don't know, just like thinking about that kind of stuff, think about what value you can provide. And those are kind of like my best tips for getting started. And always keep that running list of ideas because you can always pull from there if you really don't know what to post.
0: The tip that you just said... um... Yeah. To educate, entertain, or inspire. I remember you sharing that with me a while ago and it was so helpful. So for example, yesterday when I was just doing the time-lapse of making the display case at New Wave, old me would have just posted the time-lapse and been like, new fall display. And I took... I'm like, how would Kara share this? And I was like, she would try to provide education or something more to the video. So I did like some text over it and I was like, Tips for merchandising a display case. But only would have been like, who would want tips for this? Like, it's so easy. I don't know. I just throw stuff up there. What do I know that someone couldn't just look up online? And then it ended up getting like 80 saves and like quite a few likes. So I was like, okay. Like just taking the same content and adding that extra layer of education or inspiration of value to what you're already doing is a great way to level that up as
2: well. So thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. Well, even... We'll talk about this and we can wrap up. Like even that example, maybe it's not a display case, but someone takes those design tips that you give and applies it to their house. Like you never know how someone's going to take something that you say and like put their own interpretation on it. So... Again, it kind of goes back to like, oh, why should anyone care what I'm saying? It's like, no, stop thinking like that. Like people do care and they want to hear it from you and they want your tips. Like only you know what you know and you can share that. And I think that's beautiful and that your voice needs to be heard. And again, you got to be your own hype one. Put it out there on your own social media.
0: Exactly. Well, that sounds like a perfect way to end. We have so much more that we could say, but Kara has to go do amazing, cool things and shoot Cannon Beach and live her life. So we'll look forward to seeing it.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, we can just plug our own Instagrams. Make sure to follow both of us on Instagram. You can see my updates with this trip. You can see Allison's reels with tips for how to display and just her Hawaii trip <laughs> if you haven't checked that out. I don't think we ever plug our own social media. So definitely go check us out, guys. Now's the time on our social media
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, any final thoughts? Get an apartment with good natural light and your life will be a million times easier.
2: (laughs) I'm so jealous of you for that. I wish I had better natural light. Your apartment is amazing. It just makes it... Natural light makes
0: everything look good. And my old apartment in the old market had horrible natural light and my Instagram was shit when I lived at that apartment. And once I moved here, it got better. So if you're looking at moving, splurge a little. If content creation is in your future because it will pay itself off but that's all i have to say we hope this was valuable and
2: that you can take something away from it yeah and stay tuned for that part too again that'll be on our patreon where you can join for five dollars a month to support the show we're ad free because of our patreon members so if you want to continue listening to this podcast without ads consider supporting the pod with a patreon subscription so check it out patreon.com slash already friends you can catch part two of this episode when we launch that in a couple weeks all right thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time
0: bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway.
2: Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five star rating and review on the Apple podcast app. Go ahead and click five star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at we're already friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes.
0: Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next
2: time.